This is the Music Storm Podcast, where we discuss music from so many angles, from artists to producers to listeners, but with the main interest with the music industry as a whole. Today, we got Cade from Throw the Fight. How are you doing, Cade? Good, man. Very good. No no complaints. It's Friday. It's sunny. I get that. Where, where are you at right now? Are you at home or... Yeah, so I'm at home. Uh, the band's in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Dude, I'm just like, if you don't know, I'm from Winnipeg, so I'm just like up north from you guys. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, we've played there. Yeah, it was like back like in 2017 with All That Remains. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My buddy, I think, shot for you guys for, I think, your photos and everything. So. Oh, for real? Yeah. Samuel? That's do you sick. remember? No? Samuel, nothing doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> no, nah, not not that, that I remember. Huh? I get that. You guys have like tours and upon like a lot of photographers and that. So I I would assume you just yeah yeah. And I I definitely remember that on that tour, just some great photographers throughout that you know we met and um, would send us photos and everything. And um, as grueling as it was, there was definitely some positive things that came about it for sure I get that. um some listeners probably might not know you but like start off like what do you do and like throw the fight and like what is your band i guess really okay so i play i'm the lead singer mm-hmm. of throw the fight and i guess you know we just classify ourselves basically as just a hard rock band um you know we we all have different influences uh you know punk rock metal post-hardcore uh, pop music, you know, and it's just kind of a, a blend of of all that, and we we just try to put all of our all of our mix together and mm-hmm. have it uh, come across as just hard rock, really. I mean, some songs are a little heavier than others, um, some riffage, and you know, uh, as far as my singing elements, I try to be a little more pop or poppy, um, but also having some, a little aggression to them, uh, you know, kind of like a rise against sing scream type thing, but yeah. So, um, I've been in the band since the band's been around for about 18 years, a long time and got a lot of material out there. I've been in the band since 2015 Mm. and originally I played bass and, and sang backups and was, one of the writers and then in the last few years I I jumped into the lead singing role and uh, not looking back (laughs) yeah yeah. I I noticed that like what like what got you into like really bass I guess into music what made you start getting into that well initially I I started playing guitar Mm -hmm. uh, at the age of seven got into lessons and you know I'm, I'm a guitar player first and got into singing probably around the age nine or 10. And I always like fronted my own bands. And it wasn't until I moved to Minneapolis, I ended up playing bass and singing backups in kind of a post hardcore band. And at that time, I, I knew the guys in Throw the Fight. And we've always been friends. I actually tried out for Throw the Fight early on when I moved here. And it just didn't work out. But and. And then the band kind of took a little hiatus and being that we were all just best friends, uh, Ryan, who's the only founding member of the band, uh, reached out to me and he was like, dude, you know, we're thinking about 
um, writing some new music and we would love to you to, to be a part of it. And, you know, it was kind of a no brainer for me, but uh, it was, you know, we, we want you to play bass. And, you know, I was like, eh, not really what I want to do, but, you know, it just, I wanted to be in a band with my, my best friends too. So uh, I was like, you know what, let's, let's do it. And that's kind of how I got in that role as far as playing bass with Throw the Fight. And, you know, when it comes to recording, uh, you know, I, I track a lot of the guitar, Ryan tracks a lot, and then Chris, our other guitarist, um, you know, we kind of all play different roles. But yeah, so, um, you know, started playing bass live and, and singing backups. And then, uh, yeah, just like I said, in the last year and a half, two years, uh, jumped into lead singing role. Was it like hard to get into like that role, even though like you were behind? like the not like the back like you were the backer before was it hard to like transition to like the lead main role I guess into the band? not really because like I said you know early on in my musical career I was always the front man I was always a singer I either played guitar and sang I did a lot of power trio stuff and then I ended up being the front man of a kind of um, post-hardcore type type band I was the front man of that and yeah it was just it was just something that came more naturally to me actually when when it came for me to be the lead singer I was I felt more comfortable and confident doing that versus playing bass and and singing and all that stuff not that I didn't like that but my role is definitely in my you know history of being in doing this uh has always been the front man and and singing Mm. is that hard you think like i know a lot of like bands i've like talked to in the past like coming into town and everything like it's hard to like keep an image of like the main like lead center role and trying to keep the image of the band you think it's kind of hard to keep that kind of sense of role yeah that's a great question Mm -hmm. what's funny is i think years ago i was more concerned about that uh and now just doing this and being a little more mature and that sort of thing I don't really think too much about it and I feel like with our band we're all kind of our own individuals characters and we're we're more of a group versus you're the front man you're this you're that uh so I mean for me it's just I mean is there pressure to to do the best and be amazing, uh, of course, but I, I put more of that pressure on myself than, than any fan could. Yeah. So, um, you know, for us, it's just how can we create and put out the best music possible? And, you know, my, my role is to make everything catchy and, uh, you know, singable and attractive to the, to the listener. Yeah. Like you're a big group's, I guess, selective and your band and everything. You guys are just a bunch of friends, right? And just enjoy making music for your fans, right? And yeah, you just see and enjoy what your fans are like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, we're our biggest fan. So we're not going to put out anything that we don't like. And we've already kind of worked through all the kinks and done everything. There's definitely songs that just stand out to all of us. And we're like, yeah, that's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's some that need a little more tweaks and stuff like that. But for the most part, we're always and always have been, thankfully, because <laughs> I know not in a lot of bands, they're so fortunate. 
but you know we're kind of always just been on the same page and what's ever going to be best for us we're, we're you know we hope is best for the fans as well um and, you know we kind of have a little bit broader spectrum too as far as our our sound goes you know we re- recently just released a uh, acoustic reimagined type ep which it's four songs that were off our latest record settle your sins and which you know settle your sins is more upbeat in your face type hard rock music and then with the acoustic reimagined thing it's a little more dialed back you know some of that stuff's a little more in my comfort zone as far as singing just like the melodies and not so harsh on my vocal cords yeah I can see that. <laughs> but you know at, at the end of the day too we want to just um we want to have the music like in your face and you know something that you can bob your head to yeah like anytime i see a band that does an acoustic like album or ep i applaud them for doing it because i always love hearing like acoustic strip down of probably your favorite song on the album and now it's like acoustically and you can probably even play it on like a coffee shop tour or even like at home or something it's a thousand percent yeah yeah my you know my music theory for myself is i always write everything acoustic and if it can be portrayed and catchy on acoustic then you can add whatever bells and whistles to the song and build on it yeah and it's just gonna get sicker right yeah uh but you know it was something that we never really did before is like a dialed back kind of um just mellow type stuff especially a record or an ep of, of that sort and it really had a uh, a huge response um really and it's just fitting you know i kind of joke around with the guys you know you, you can't just be sitting around in the house with your girl and or boyfriend or whatever and uh you know listening to sell your sins and cooking dinner and stuff that's something you're going to listen to more like on a drive or in the gym and with our acoustic ep uh, titled inside out you can kind of put that on cooking dinner hanging out just kind of a chill night yeah. sets the tone you know <laughs> one thing leads to another yeah. dang like i just i love it i absolutely love the acoustic and i hope you do maybe in the possible future i don't know if you guys are talking about it maybe an acoustic album maybe you know i think right now we, we we wanted to definitely test the waters with the ep and with the response and everything uh i don't know if we would necessarily do a full record yeah um but i definitely could see us doing another ep or a couple singles yeah. uh it was it was easy to do the reimagined thing because the song is kind of already being written we just right. gave them a different light but i mean who's to say like i said i write everything acoustic and could say hey here's here's a song how it is and uh one thing leads to another and exactly. we've got a whole album yeah like, that's different, too. Like, I've not talked to, like, a band or an artist at all yet, like, who's done, like, acoustic first before they make anything, like, actual rock or sounding or metal sounding, right? Which is right. interesting. I like that, how you guys do that, though. Yeah, one thing we did, too, with the Inside Out EP is there's a song on there called Going Numb. Well, we released it acoustic, and then just a couple of weeks ago, we released the full band version of it. Yeah. 
And I've, I've read some comments and read some reviews and uh, surprisingly, a lot of people were, were stoked about that. Not many artists do the acoustic first and then the, the, the rock thing. Uh, but one thing we, one reason we put going numb on there acoustic is it was kind of written that way. It was written acoustic. And so it was easy to transition uh, when it was already that way. And then we had the, the full band version kind of already in the, in the hopper. And um, it was just, it was an no brainer, you know, it's more ballady. So there are certain songs of ours that obviously won't come across as attractive acoustic, you know, they're a little too riffy, but we tried to go with more like the singy ballady type ones to, you know, set that vibe. I feel you. I feel you. What do you do in like your pastime when you're not working or creating music for throw the fight? Uh, for me, I mean, music's usually what I'm always doing. Uh, I have a, a solo project as well titled Cade Cats. So I'm releasing a lot of music on my own. And then other than that, I mean, all for, for myself, I'm a new dad and all the other guys in the band are, are dads. So, you know, we're, we're usually doing the dad role and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a lot of dads in the music industry. You could tell like it's, they're, they're always busy and you make a lot of rock stars out of a lot of dads. I could see. Yeah. 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 <laughs> are you influencing them? a lot with some music or not you think say that again are you gonna be influencing a lot with some music you think for the rock and metal stuff or not i hope so you hope i mean that's that's the goal man (laughs) hey maybe he'll become the next throw the fight (laughs) (laughs) well we i keep joking that you know i've got a little girl jeff he's our drummer he's got a little boy chris has a boy and uh and then ryan's got a boy and a girl and i'm like that's just the the new generation of throw the fight once we give it up you know they they can kind of just keep keep on the name and maybe they'll just be a group and uh continue the continue the stride that'll be funny and that'll be cool actually just generations upon generations just throw the fight (laughs) yes that'll be new That'll be different, I guess. Hey, I don't know. I mean, all of our kids seem to like our band, so why not join it one one day when we're ready to give it up? <laughs> I love that. What do you suggest to someone that's getting into music or starting to start to do bass right now? What would you suggest to them? As far as if you're if you're just getting started, mm-hmm. I mean, no matter what instrument you're picking, is just practice, 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 and you know, get your, you know, obviously take from your influences, uh, figure out who you like, what inspires you. And I mean, it's just putting in the work and and sticking with it really. Um, I mean, if you would ask me 10 years ago, would I still be, uh, I mean, probably still would be, I'm a little bit different, but there's so many people that kind of quit and give up and think that, you know, they're just going to end up on the radio and quit their job and, you know, it's all glitz and glam after that. But, you know, for the most part, it's just staying with it and, and perfecting your craft, just like anything. If you're a painter, you're a writer, you're a basketball player, whatever, it's just putting in the time. And, uh, you know, for me, like I said, I started at a very, very young age at playing guitar. 
I ended up playing drums and saxophone and just absorbing all sorts of different instruments and trying to perfect them all. And, you know, just, just find out what, what you're passionate about yeah. and, and keep, keep doing it. And, you know, and then finding people that are like-minded and uh, motivated as you are and, and surround yourself with those people that are going to push you and make you better is the other thing too. Uh, and that's where just being with the guys and throw the fight We're we're always inspiring each other and supporting of each other where we've all kind of had members or been in bands where you kind of have that, Good you know, button right? heads or yeah. you get egos involved or whatever. It gets ugly, you yeah. know, but you know, just keeping your head down and doing the hard work. Yeah, exactly. Just do it. I I'm surprised how much, how you guys have gone through the years. Like there's so many bands have like broken up from so many years and everything, right? Like how, yeah. how did you guys think you've gone so far, right? Like 18 years, like you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time, right? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think again, it's just us being driven and music makes us happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's our, our therapy for each other. Uh, it brings us together and we're constantly inspired and you know you you definitely see bands come and go as we've been we've been doing it and it's a it's the long game really I mean uh, I just listened to something the other day and it's like you know um, you can either pop off when you're 20 or pop off when you're 30 or 40 what would you rather have you know and some of those people that pop off when they're 20 they're already gone you know I would rather be I'd rather keep a, a steady stride versus just like you know, we're a one hit wonder. And then, you know, nobody really gives a shit. Um, I would rather just, how can we keep doing this and making music and gaining new fans? So that's really how we look at it. Yeah. That's a good analogy. I've not heard like that analogy of like, Hey, you might not end up in after when you're 20, you pop off or like, yeah, that's a cool analogy that you found. Yeah. I mean, what, what would you rather have? I mean, for, as long as we've been doing it and yeah, we've all had success, but you know, I'd rather keep be, be able to keep doing it and performing and playing music um, instead of just being, you know, 25, 26 and you kind of had, you know, a good run and now you're working at subway or something and, <laughs> and you're like, everyone's like, Oh, Hey, you had that one song. I don't want to be known as the one song guy. I don't think so, you guys are the one song kind of guy. Do you no, listen? I don't think so either. Like you guys have many more records, I think that you guys can make and will make that are amazing, probably. And I can't. Yeah, wait I mean, I think even with the the last single going numb, has uh, you know our album did well, even though it was in the middle of what's going on, we weren't able to tour, and um, but I mean, shows will come back, and we will be performing that that record absolutely. But I think you know, again, with like going numb, it's one of our best streaming songs in a short time. And, you know, it just motivates us to be like, let's, let's top that. Let's do another one. Let's, uh, so that's kind of, that's just kind of nice, you know, and the way music's digested nowadays and and released, it's almost like there's a new single every Friday, Yeah, that's you know, versus, uh, uh, you know, 
record days where you wait for a year and you hear your your band's favorite record and you listen to it for a couple months and then you got to wait another year or two for for the next thing you know we're we're starting to rethink our um, yeah, yeah just how we're going to do things and plus it's it's fresh to us you know we we want to put stuff out that we just wrote and it's exciting to us and then get that out yeah but you have like a label and all the promotions and all that stuff that's like listen guys you gotta hold back for a bit right right yeah and we you know we we had to play that game and we did that whole thing and now we're we're independent i mean we're we are signed but we don't have restrictions i guess okay and it's it's kind of like um we can do whatever we want Mm -hmm. and whenever we want and that's that's just really nice i mean I've never really agreed with the restrictions as far as uh, what what a label says and does. And, you know, we're artists. We should be able to yeah. be free in our art and, and put it out however the hell we want. Yeah. Like, there's so many bands that are going into, like, labels that they don't know on signing a contract. They could be screwed upon, like, right away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, whether it's you're you're committing so much time of x amount of records mm-hmm. in a however many years or you're not getting the rights and royalties to your music for a number of years if at all yeah. and you know a lot of them are just a death sentence you know we had our opportunities to sign with some decent labels and you know at the end of the day we all just kind of asked ourselves like where do we see ourselves in, in five years or 10 years. And when you're signing those contracts, you know, it's nice and shiny, but you know, you got to open your eyes and be like, Hey, you know, that's a long time. What could we do on our own in five years or 10 years? And plus like happens, man, you, you break up, uh, things go South and you're still held accountable and on the line for whatever you signed. And to me, that, that that's a tough commitment to make. Yeah. Like, I was actually going to ask you, like, you guys were, like, I did not know that you guys are kind of, like, independent in that still. Like, I know you guys are part of a record and not. Yeah. was wondering, like, how much independence do you guys really have, You, I guess, really? We have, I mean, we're extremely fortunate for mm-hmm. how independent we can be. You know, we have, we're signed with Bullet Tooth Records, um, who helped put out Settle Your Sins, which came out in August. But that was our only commitment. So it's like, hey, what if we want to do off singles? What if we want to do the acoustic EP? Are are we tied to anything? And it's it's no, you know, like that's a hundred percent you. Like you get a hundred percent of uh, the profits of that. And if you want to release a video, that's on your dime. Uh, you know, luckily we're self sufficient and yeah. um, can have the ability to put out videos and whatever we want to do. Um, But, you know, anytime you're, you're tapping into your label, that's your bank. So you go, Hey, I want to make a video. Okay. That's three grand. Guess what? We got to pay that back eventually where, you know, if it's three grand for us, we we just pay it. And here we go. We got a video on our own. We don't have to pay anyone back. And what we see from, um, the response to that video is is profit yeah that's great and encouraging for you guys like i know like i think i talked to a couple bands and everything like they're really locked into a contract that they like 
they still have to get money from the said record label for these yep. kind of videos and then they have to pay it off and everything like it's just a mess and everything and that's very encouraging to you guys that you guys can just pay on your own do these videos and even for yourselves you just right. had to release the record right and you can right. do these off singles which is i think the best bet for a band really right yeah i mean you again like restrictions are tough especially when it comes to to art and you know I, we've seen uh label deals where you know you're you're held to x amount of albums or songs and you know you ask those questions like well what if we wanted to release a song on our own or do whatever and it's like no they they get they they get a cut of that one way or the other and um i mean there there is beauty to it because they do have the help with distribution and stuff like that but you know for the most part if you can own the rights and you can control your band or your art um you're going to be happier at the end of the day i'll say that right you're not stressed out i mean exactly you got money that's coming in money coming out you're living life right right yeah i mean it's it's all work and but if you you don't have kind of those limitations or demands. Uh, it just makes it a whole lot easier and you still have love and passion for it. Cause I mean, for me, sometimes when I'm told to do something that I don't want to do, I kind of just shut down and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, sorry. Versus, Hey, you know, we don't have any expectations. We don't have deadlines. We, the deadlines we do have there, we put them there and then we, we see through them. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, how come you guys did go actually into label? How come you guys aren't just not independent right now, actually? I mean, again, there is benefits to label, right? There's there's helps with distribution and, and getting things into, um, you know, m- more, how do I want to say, just, just different resources, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Promoting. Mm-hmm. uh so it's nice to have that in your back pocket and, and use it. Um, I think, you know, moving forward, who knows, uh, you know, the, the industry is cha- forever changing and, um, you know, we're seeing that we can be somewhat successful uh, just doing things on our own. And then at those times that if we want to cut a record or want to sign with someone, we, ha- we have the option to do so. Uh, but I definitely see more the DIY um, process of, you know, hey, if you can figure out how to record or edit your own videos, whatever you can do in-house, it's just going to save you so much more money yeah. in the end. And that's kind of the steps that we've kind of been taking. Uh, you know, one of the bands that we kind of look up to as far as a successful independent artist is just our last night, you know, they have, um, they're putting out videos that they film on their own. They're recording everything on their own. They're not signed. They're extremely successful. Yes. They're putting out covers constantly, but that they built that audience. Right. True. So that's what their fan base wants and is excited about, you know, yes, we put out a couple covers, but we're not a cover band you know band yeah but you know for us it's just like hey if we can keep pumping out music pretty frequently then 
I think we'll have a pretty good shot at being successful independent artists. Yeah, I see that. Do you think like you think artists should go independent? You think nowadays or should they go into a label? I mean, everybody's situation's different, right? So you got a new artist who's they're trying to grow their 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 audience and their platform and a label can do that for you. You know, they have connections. They have uh, a whole network on their own versus a guy who's just trying to write and record and put stuff out and and grow his, his audience organically. It's a lot of work, but you know, I I guess it all depends what your goal is at the end of the day of um, and, and the type of success you want. And, and just because you do sign to a label doesn't mean you're going to be, you know, somebody that they're going to put all their eggs in one basket with, you know, they've got multiple different artists on that label that let's be honest, are more like the breadwinners. They're going to focus on those people that make them money, not you down on the low tier. And it's like, you know, yeah, it's fun to say, Oh, I'm signed to a label, but what are they doing for you? And are you better off on your own? Everyone's kind of, every situation's different, right? Yeah. Like, I guess you guys at one point were like probably at the bottom end of the stick, right? For, I guess, a label, right? And then you guys worked your way up. Like, how would you say would be a good way for a band to say, hey, okay, let's go to a label. How would you tell them, hey, maybe let's go up. How would you encourage them to go up? As far as the artist? Yeah. I mean, I would say... I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's a great question uh, because who's ever in charge of that label is going to kind of you <laughs> either will, put yeah. you in your place. You know, you're like, Hey, pay, pay attention to me. And um, I want, you know, a, B and C done, but mm. you know, it, it just depends on, you know, are you willing to grind and get out there on the road and tour nonstop for us? That's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. um, back in the day, we, we maybe would have, but mm-hmm. um I think it just, I think it all depends. I mean, it's all gamble, right? I mean, you can, you can sign to a label and and things could work out and pop off and, or you could sign to a label and you're kind of just, you know, chump change to some and you just keep grinding. I mean, nothing's, nothing's guaranteed in the music business. (laughs) (laughs) I get you. I get you. And you just got to know your connections, right? Right. All connections, networking base. And it's same thing. Yeah. It's it's connections. It's, uh, you know, first and foremost, write good songs and know how to play your songs and know your craft, you know, Um, be the best guitar player. You can be the best singer, drummer, whatever it is and write good songs because you can be signed and you can have all this stuff. But if you have garbage songs, people are going to see through that real quick. And there's so much music being thrown out there daily uh, that people skim through a song so fast and it's either you, they digest it or it's you're done. And that's unfortunate, but that's the day that's the time we live in really. Yeah, like there's but, so many. Music. You know, I mean, it, it signed, not signed. It's just uh, owning your craft, doing what makes you happy and that you're passionate about, and writing the songs and putting out the songs that you care about. Because 
whether you play them live or you release them, people are going to see and, and connect with that. And, and they will understand like if you're just half-assing it. So I fully agree on what you say. You got to really push your limits on everything that you possibly can, I guess. Really. Yeah. 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 I mean, you want to make yourself better first mm-hmm. and then focus on the rest you know it because then all the other stuff's business yeah and business works in all sorts of different ways but if you can know hey man i'm giving you a song that i wrote blood sweat and tears and it means a lot to me maybe it doesn't to you but you're the business like um and and some people you know they don't really care (laughs) you could give them the best song in the world and they're like oh no 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 but then as soon as people start jumping on that you know wagon of like oh my god this song is awesome nobody cares unless somebody else starts caring and then before you know it they're like oh this is you're right this is the best song you're like dude three months ago you threw it in the trash (laughs) i feel you i feel you but it also depends like you can have a different mood like i've talked to people like hey i hated this song but like one day it's amazing it connects yeah 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 absolutely i mean there's certain albums that that I put on or songs that I put on at certain times that, you know, sets the mood, sets the tone, um, makes me feel, you know, if I'm in a certain mood, I can put it on and it connects with me. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of, of music and all the different genres and everything that are going and cross crossing each other's paths and everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, what is like your guys is like dream tour. What would your dream tour be, you think? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I would love to tour. I mean, I'm all over the place. So um, it, as far as our style, I, would, I love Architects. Yeah. I love, um, huge fan of Rise Against, um, Papa Roach, they i mean they've been grinding and doing it and successful for many many years uh a day to remember uh i'm a huge fan of the band polaris um parkway drive um you know every time i die stuff like that so um it it, it's a stacked lineup let's say that it's a very (laughs) stacked lineup i'm just like every single band i like you perfect i love it you think you will tour you think with one of those bands in the possible future hey i'm manifesting it man so yeah (laughs) i could honestly i could see at least one of them you guys will be like oh my gosh here's this dream tour here we go guys yeah i mean we've definitely you know we've had and this is before my time the guys had some successful tours you know and we played some festivals that you know, you're just happy to be on the same bill as, you know, we were on with Slayer and Stone Sour and, and Black Sabbath and, uh, you know, yeah. um, even um, Miss May I, who's just a sick metal band, um, you know, Memphis Mayfire, just stuff like that. So, you know, just having your name in the same hat as those guys are playing a, a show like that is that's that's a win yeah and and just awesome you know we're playing rock fest in july coming up uh here in wisconsin and it's you know just crazy stacked lineups of 
you know, bands you grew up listening to or just started listening to. And, uh, but I mean, as far as tours, you know, story of the year, they're, they're legends in our book. Um, like I said, Papa Roach. Um, I mean, just to be on a bill with one of those guys is a, a dream come true, really. I could see that. Like, honestly, Papa Roach and like a lot of those bands that you mentioned, like Architects, Black Sabbath, like there's yeah. so many bands that has like influenced the genre game completely and just touring yeah. and just meeting with those guys is probably legendary, right? Right. Well, and one thing too is, you know, back to what I said before is our, our sound is, it's a little more diverse than uh, a lot of other groups I feel out there because, yeah. you know, we, you, we could be out with a, uh, let's say a more melodic um, rock band where we have a set list that we could create to, to meet that audience expectations. Um, and then let's say we go out with a band like architects or something like that. And we have songs that just straight kick you and we, you just, you know, rip through a set and, you know, fans will be like, Oh my God. But then they could listen to some other songs on your record and be like, Whoa, I had no idea that they had kind of these ballads or um, poppy elements. And I, I think that just kind of attests to all of us having different um, inspirations and, and putting all those into our songs that we have. And, you know, you, you could put us out with any type of band where, you know, let's face it, there's certain bands where you know what you get and that, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, every song starts to kind of blend and mesh and be somewhat the same and they don't go too far off the beaten path of, you know, they're tried and true, which is fine. But, you know, for me, myself, I'm always trying to push the elements and trying to get, you know, get something new out of each song that we do. And, but yeah, I mean, for us, I mean, we slam live, we're, we're super active on stage and, you know, we pay for it being sore the next day. Um, but, <laughs> you know, we just try to be high energy and, and match also the, the energy within the songs too. And the crowd setting too. The room really sets a tone for everything, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's another thing too, is I feel with, um, kind of our different, um, different styles and songs is you can start reading the audience and, and know what they're kind of vibing on. And, you know, we could be mid set and be like, yo, let's just keep slamming. Let's put this one in now and, um, and kind of do what we want. And that also, you know, helps that we've been around so long. We have a back catalog that we can tap into if we, if we need. True. And that's the best part about you guys being a band for 18 years. You release so many songs and, and <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's nice. I mean, we're definitely more focused on everything we've done recently, especially with me being the front man. Um, but I feel we've had such a great response to that stuff that we're just like, yo, let's just keep, keep everything fresh and uh, keep the, the new fans and old fans happy and, and keep gaining uh, new ones day by day. Yeah. I love that. And hopefully I see you guys in Winnipeg again once COVID's over. Dude, we talk about we talk about going to Canada all the time. We definitely don't want to do it in the meta, middle of uh, December again. That yeah, stuck. Dude, man, it's terrible here. It's minus like forty five Celsius here. And it's- yeah, dude, we got stranded outside of Saskatoon uh, or no Thunder Bay, excuse me. Oh. Um, and it was minus thirty five. Our bus broke down, oh. 
and we we called for like all these tow trucks to come get us and they're like no we don't we don't tow anything that big and i mean i thought we were just gonna die out there i thought we were gonna freeze it was in the middle of nowhere luckily like some dude pulled over and uh not even for us he just pulled over and we like opened the door and he's like hey and we're like yo and he ended up helping us and then um during that time all the remains bus drove by and they backed up and um let us sit in their bus and warm up because we were we were freezing our ass off man we had no heat in the bus like it we're i had blankets over my head we were talking to each other had like we weren't even looking at each other we were all just like covered up and just like freezing and we're like we don't know what to do i'm calling all these like tow truck places on my phone and just like Oh, uh, it was it was awful. I'm but sorry for we made it. We made it. It's it's kind of, okay. The only thing I'm laughing at is just you guys being cold because you're from Minnesota. You should expect this coldness, though. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. I mean, that's how cold it was, and we're out in the middle of nowhere, and it was probably like I think it was like six, seven in the morning, right? Oh, and yeah, you're just like, yeah, you know, we, you'd been up for way too long because of drives in between each spot in Canada's. It's not like, yeah, oh, hey, not, drive yeah, four hours to Milwaukee or, yeah, yeah you know, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. stupid. But, you know, every time we got to a show and we played it, I mean, it's almost like you forgot about the entire drive and the, it's worth it know. in the end though. That's the thing. Canadians yeah. I mean, every show hard. was insane. It was, it was so sick. Everyone was so nice. Um, you know, I would go out after each show and, sign and sell cds and i mean there was people coming up and you know we all sell them for like ten dollars a pop and there'd be people like oh here's 40 bucks you know i'm like okay how many cds no that's cool and just like so nice and i mean just the response i feel like people care and and weren't like reserved to just have a good time where let's face it certain spots in the states is kind of just like you know, everyone kind of stays and stands and stares at you and it's almost intimidating until like people start, you know, loosening up a little bit and seeing that other people are having a good time. It's like, oh, okay, I can let my guard down and enjoy myself. Where there it was like from song one, whether they heard us before or hadn't, they're just like Yeah, killing it. Yeah. Just going for it. And yeah. we were just every show, we were just like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's for us Canadians, I've noticed it just takes one song for us like it really sets the mood for us up here it's like hey if this song banes we're just gonna bane the whole entire time that's what i noticed yep absolutely i mean i'm a huge fan of so many um canadian bands too i mean one of my favorites all time is silverstein and you know um i mean of course you got avril lavigne and (laughs) (laughs) she's making comebacks and but i mean yeah i mean if if we could play every show and it had a crowd like people in Canada, hell yeah. I mean, I'd be on the road 365. That'd be great. But Canada's a small place, dude. So I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to go back though. I mean, Toronto is killer. Uh, like I said, Winnipeg. I'm trying to remember where we played. Oh, I've got a poster actually on my wall Ooh. of Winnipeg. Um, the Garrick. Yeah, the Garrick. Yep, yep, that's it. Yep. Yeah, I'll even show it to you. Oh, that's cool. 
cool. Yo, you kept that specific poster. That's awesome. Yeah. Throw the fight in Tyrant's Tyrant's demise. Yeah. I don't know. They've they were the opener or whatever, but yeah, I kept I kept every poster from from the from the tour, but let's just say some of them didn't make it so well on the road and I had two of that that one and they were the most well kept and pristine so i got home and, and framed them right away and yeah it's they're hanging up that to me that's kind of cool that you hanged up something that's like that far long ago but also it's just like hey it's kind of hometown right and it's it's kind of yeah i mean it. yeah that that tour meant so much to me because one um it was routed to montana i'm originally from montana and so we played billings montana with all that remains it was sold out show it was first show of the tour i think it was like 600 cap room oh, wow. just slammed well you know i had a bunch of old classmates and friends that uh came into town to to watch us and then the following night um we did an off um off tour show in my hometown of livingston and granted it snowed a ton um so there was a ton of people that couldn't make it but you know I got to perform in front of family and friends that I hadn't seen in years and it was just like you know for me it was a dream come true to go back after so many years of being gone and perform in my hometown and you know roll up and be in somewhat of a successful band and just crush it and then we got to go up to Canada and all those other shows I mean the first show in Canada was um, Calgary and I can't remember the venue we played, but it was insane. It was so cool. And just people went nuts. It was, and we ended up hanging out with so many people afterwards. And um, it just set the tone for the rest of the, the tour. Yeah. Like, what was it like playing in front of like your family? Was it nervous at all? You think, Would, was it, were you messing up? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was probably one of the most, definitely one of the most exciting shows I was, you know, excited about a little nerve wracking. And, you know, you know, I had expectations of it, you know, obviously your family has expectations, but um, you know, as soon as the the song started slamming, uh, you know, I was kind of just on a totally different adrenaline high than, than ever before. And you kind of look out and, you know, I'm seeing my parents, I'm seeing cousins, aunts, uncles, and they're all banging their head. And you're like, this is, this is sick. And a bunch of old classmates. And there was people in my class that I, you know, used to make fun of me or rip on me or whatever. And they're, they're in the show and you're just like, this is awesome. You know, this just being able to come back and like bring everyone together was, like I said, it was a dream come true. That's cool. Was that your favorite tour or what? What what is your favorite tour with the band specifically? Definitely, I mean, the the All Art Mains one in Canada was a highlight for sure. Uh, I think you know we went out with um, some friends of ours, also from the cities here called Glass Houses, and we went out for a couple weeks. What's I, that? I love that band. Love. Glass. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah, and um, some other friends of ours called Dead Ships, and they're from. Um, they're from Chicago, but we went out with those guys and, uh, that was a, just super fun and being able to go to different 
uh, locations that we've never, never played. And, you know, it, it's just always cool meeting new fans. And, uh, you know, I think they all kind of have their own um, special meaning to you. Yeah. But um, I mean, let's face it, tour doesn't suck. I mean, it's a grind, but every, it's just awesome, you know, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back out and performing more. And, mm. uh, it's just something that I think as a fan and even as a musician is just something we've missed dearly. And I don't think we'll ever take for granted ever yeah. again. Well, it depends on certain artists. Like I know that you love touring, but like some bands, artists just hate touring like so much i don't know yeah i mean it's brutal well yeah uh you know and and for us we've never been like a on the road touring 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 band uh it just doesn't it's just not in in the books for us Mm -hmm. like i said we're uh we have grown-up jobs and we have families and and stuff like that it's got to make sense for us and you know one thing that we always say that what we can control is the music that we put out and how how often and um you know so i think we spend more time as far as the writing and creating and putting out music versus like hitting the road but you definitely need to to perform and um you know every show needs to just you know bring it yeah so i mean i i think with me being the front man and maybe the way things have been and especially missing out on last year we'll probably perform more than we ever have. Um, I know we had high expectations in 2020 to, to tour quite a bit and get over the UK and they kept pushing that back. And that's been a bucket list for all of us is to be able to go to the UK and perform, you know, um, our, our audiences primarily overseas. Oh, really? To be honest. Yeah. And so I think right now we're looking at tentatively like October of 2022, to go over to the UK because I pushed two tours back in 2020 because of COVID. So, um, you know, I mean, that, that would be ideal to get over there a couple of times. And and those are a tour I'm worth, worth going and and being gone for. Like it's, even if we lose money, well, yeah, (laughs) it's worth it in the end. You get to experience UK, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can say that your art and music was able to, you know when help you travel the world yeah. do it exactly even if you lose money in the end you got to travel a place that you never traveled before too dude it's experiences mm-hmm. you know life's experiences money's gonna come and go um you know back in the day it'd probably be something that we would have been like no it doesn't make sense but you know as we've been doing this and you know we all have kind of like our highlight reel or bucket list of that we want to accomplish before we hang up the cleats and it's like you know, let's, let's make those things happen before yeah. anyone's like, eh, you know what? <laughs> I feel you. Time to call it a day. <laughs> I feel on that. Well, like, I don't know if you could talk about this, but are you like, I guess you did the record last year. Are you starting to work on the next record already or no? Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. yeah, we put out settle your sins in August. Uh, you know, it got pushed back because of COVID and like I said before, it was something that we performed one show last year. So we were able to play some of the songs off the record. And, you know, with shows that are coming up, we're definitely going to have 
be playing a lot of the new record and um, we've got lots of demos in the works we actually go in the studio next saturday to track a new song okay and um i think we've got probably six to eight solid demos or songs that we've that we're counting on uh we're constantly writing i'm i'm constantly writing um i just invested in like a home studio um and i think you know we're we definitely have a different uh outlook and work ethic moving forward especially you know covid made us kind of change the way we did things uh so i i feel we're probably going to turn around music and write more music than we ever did before and so but i mean to get to your question as far as like are we going to do a new record maybe you know i think we have collections of songs so Mm -hmm. um again with us being independent you know we're we're going to studio next saturday we're going to try to get that that song in the mix and out as soon as possible. And then with the other ones, um, we're currently shopping different producers that we want to work with. Uh, again, kind of just like a bucket list and dream to work with certain producers that um, have an interest in us and that we have interest in. And it's kind of just like, you know what, let's have fun. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody wants to work with us, let's do it. And yeah. whether it's a song or two or, they were like, Hey, you know what? Let's, let's do a whole record. We have enough material that we're just like, let's do it. Yeah. That's great. So I think, you know, for, for the rest of this year, um, probably expect quite a few new songs, if not another EP. And then, um, I just know for sure, you know, we've always had like this long in between of, you know, here's a record and then you wait a year or two years and here's another record, or maybe here's a single in between. Mm -mm, Not happening no more. Mm. Like my wheels are turning, I'm going and let, you know, we put out more music in the last year and a half than we have in a number of years. And it's not going to stop. Okay. I'm glad about that. It's definitely exciting times for sure. Yeah, I think the whole entire music industry will be changing i think more on like this route like one single every like two to three months for a band probably yeah yeah Yeah. i mean and and it's tough too because you know we we talked about it where music's digested differently now where you can release a single or two and you get more more listeners on that and then you put out a whole body of work well, towards the end of the record, you know, let's say song eight, nine, and 10, you're not getting the streams like you would the first half or first singles you release from it. Um, people just don't dive into the art like they used to, unless they're super diehard fans. But granted, there's certain bands that they are album bands, you know, like a Silverstein or um, I don't know, they're just guys that have had that format for so long where their fans are like yeah i'm willing to wait for a record you know a day to remember right yeah three years and they finally put out a record yeah Um, you know but but they can do that they built their audience and their fan base is so loyal where you know for us yes we have a loyal fan base but i want to constantly gain new listeners and new fans uh, as much as possible uh and i don't want to I don't like to wait. I'm one of the most impatient people there is. So if I'm waiting to put out my own music, uh, you know, I, I don't want a fan to, to wait as long. Yeah. And also like, 
really makes fans like go away from you i think what i've noticed like if you're not putting out content for these bands and everything certain so on right they're just gonna find other bands to just i guess listen to but i don't know what you consider that yeah and another way i look at it too is um you know let's say we we put out going numb it's more of a ballady type song well let's say the next song is just a banger right and then people are like okay wait are they are they going this direction and then you put out a different type of song but if you put out a whole body of work that's kind of all over the place it's tough to navigate where or understand where the band's going or wrap your head around it and there's so many times where a band will try something new and put it all out on a record and then fans this band sucks now yeah it's like they're just evolving as musicians and they're trying stuff but i feel like the singles game or even eps like it's easy for a fan to digest and maybe they don't like that song but guess what in six weeks they're going to come back and listen to the next song you did and they might think that slams so it's it's kind of uh it's however anyone can connect with it too yeah like and timing yeah timing's key for everything like you get new fans sometimes you get old fans coming back you you get everything but do you get really discouraged from like one song doesn't do well then the other one you wish it got better or not at all um i think at times i mean yeah i mean yeah anyone does i mean i'd be lying if i said no uh it's just crazy though because certain songs pop off more than others and um you know we released a song called my disaster was the first song that i debuted on as a lead singer and we thought that was you know it had a cool funny intro um awesome pre-chorus the the chorus is just catchier and it did okay but then it was the the next single we did wolves in the dark and that's one of our most streamed songs and it's got you know over two million views on youtube and we're like okay wait a second why is this one doing so well when we thought my disaster was so it it all depends on the fan and you know it's really tough to to gauge you never know i mean one of our favorite songs could not be everyone else's favorite and one of our least favorite is is everyone else's so um it's it's tough but yeah yeah, i mean you just try to be level-headed and not get too discouraged and overthink it really i feel you like what do you like what do you like this term music music industry as a whole what do you consider that i guess to you you think that term music industry music industry as a whole yeah as a whole like labels streaming everything right now what do you consider that term you think like what do you think about it i think (laughs) that's tough Mm -hmm. because it's so new i mean it's forever changing you know streaming is fairly new to us um i'm excited about it though i think it's limitless you know, anyone can be an artist right now. Anyone can put out music. Um, you have the capability of finding your audience. And I think it's just exciting. And, you know, I'm I'm finding new favorite bands all the time um, where I may have never 
discovered them, you know, unless I was going to a show and seeing them open up or, or something like that, where now I can be on my couch and scroll on Spotify and see liked artists or something like that. And you're like, Oh shit, I, I found a new favorite band. And uh, so I think it's, I think it's good. You know, obviously there's give and take with all of the business aspect and, you know, it's never been perfect and I don't think it's going to be perfect and yeah. artists deserve more than they ever have, but we all should be grateful for what we can do and have uh, the capability to continue doing what we love really. Right. But I think it's awesome. You know, I, I hear a lot of positive things with Spotify that they're going to be doing in the future with their app and, um, connecting fans and listeners and all that stuff. And, you know, I grew up in the MySpace and pure volume days and, you know, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. (laughs) And um, nowadays with, with Spotify and uh, some of the other ones, it's um, TikTok. I don't understand, but I understand. A lot of bands just don't understand TikTok still. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's weird. I don't see how they work cohesively, but I don't know, but I think it, I just think it's exciting times and whether you want to be uh, an independent artist, you can do it and, and put your music out. You have the capability of releasing your music. And before it was kind of, you had to be signed or you had to do something extravagant just to, to get your music heard. Or there was only certain platforms you could put your music on. Like, let's just say YouTube, like True. some artists, it was like, Hey, you want to listen to me at YouTube? That's it. Now you have, you know, Deezer and Tidal and all this, all these things. So uh, there's all these different platforms and uh, I, I think it's great. Yeah, it's great. That's how I found you guys. It was from Spotify just recommended me this Sick. song. I'm like, yo, this sounds great. Sick. So hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. I mean, it kind of, you, you start uh, seeing bands and, and, uh, you know, it, it starts, I mean, algorithms, love them or hate them. They, you know, suggest certain things at times. It's like, oh man, thanks. You know, I would have never heard this band or seen this band. And I think that's, you know, uh, been fantastic for us. I mean, we're always gaining new listeners just because of that platform alone. Right. So, yeah. And the new thing too, is just playlists. I mean, yeah. people creating playlists and putting you on playlists and, and keep spinning that stuff. Uh, it, it's fantastic where, you know, you used to just fight and fight to get on the radio or you have to have a certain song to get in the radio. And nowadays it's just like, Hey man, I just want to land a playlist and uh, people are stoked. Yeah. It's like radio is essentially a dying platform to me. It's like a hit or miss like playlisting and radio, I think is like a hit or miss because there's still octane. Right. So, right. Yep. So there is essentially both, I would say. Right, right. And Octane and like Sirius, they have it figured out because they're they're evolving new artists and and they're always like um, f- keeping it fresh, right? right, for new listeners where you've got old school radio where they're still banging out Nirvana, Metallica, all these bands and artists that either they're dead and gone or yeah i've heard this song for the last 30 years what's new out there because there's new music all the time and um but you know the, there's 
I'm a music fan and I'm always seeking new artists and music. Not everyone does that. And I think one of the things with, with Spotify that's great is, you know, you might not be a huge music fan, but you're on that app and an artist could come up that you may have never listened to and you go, Oh shit, who's this? Like you said, like you found us that way. And that's, that's awesome. I love those stories. I'm happy that I found you guys. Like it's a, it's encouraging for you guys that you've you're putting out this music on this platform, gaining new artists and hoping you gain new artists, even though it's not a platform you're going to get massively paid on. I know the terribleness for paying for Spotify and that, of course, with streams and numbers, but still you're gaining fans and that's right. And and numbers grow. Yeah. Yeah. As the fans grow, the numbers grow. It's just, that's how it, how it works. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's fantastic. Um, It's a slow, slow grind, but you know, again, it, it comes back to the quality, the types of songs and the, your ability that people latch onto. I mean, yeah. Spotify could have recommended us to you and you've been like, oh, this band's garbage. Okay. Well, thanks for the suggestion, <laughs> but you know, and I think too, with, with other social media platforms like Twitter and Instagram and, you know, myself and Ryan are very, uh, you know, we're reaching out to fans and commenting back and forth and, and having, building those relationships where um, that also just builds loyal fan base right. and, and people don't go, Oh yeah, I wrote this band and I never hear back from them. Like more often than not, you're going to hear some sort of response from us. And we appreciate that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't take any of that stuff for granted because there is so much new music out there that, you know, for someone to give you 10 seconds to listen to your song means so much nowadays. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know that just because with, with my solo stuff that I've been putting out, you know, I thought, Oh, I've got this in the bag. People will be like, Oh, he's in the throw the fight, you know, you know, bunch of listeners. It's different. You know, you gotta, yeah. uh, it takes time to to build those audiences. Yeah. It's encouraging that you have this fan base that is following you for probably a different music genre right right yeah right it helps you out it really it motivates you it really does right yeah i mean and just people again with like playlists or sharing and and telling your friends and like it's so easy to click and go follow this band that's it it's a click of a button you know you can suggest yo hey Mm -hmm. to whatever one of your homies and be like yo check out this band and in two seconds he can start following us where back in the day it's like hey check out this band okay well next time i'm at the record store or whatever or at a concert or something right yeah or at a concert i'll go check them out and by then it's like six seven months later and you're like i don't even remember who you were talking about (laughs) (laughs) i get you um how about like a small artist that you've been getting into i i've talked to someone recently that they consider like they don't like calling them small artists but like who's someone you think is like that should be promoted i guess then like a like a up-and-coming artist up that and i like artists yeah um shoot well i mean some friends of mine they're called the ocean deep um they're they're uh, they kind of have like an 80s pop but then kind of like an emo screamo vibe okay. so like they blend a lot of different genres it, it, it's just super cool um god i mean 
I listen to so much stuff. <laughs> I'm uh, like you too. And, and, I listen to everything from. I mean, and there's some bands that I think are that are huge, and then I'm like, oh man, they're you know they're successful, but not right? popping off how I think they are. Um, I'm just looking through my <laughs> my Spotify th- feed. Um, I like this dude Mason M A S N. Uh, he's super chill. Um, let's see youth fountain they're pretty cool they're more like a a pop punk figure it out i think they're super good um they're from arizona uh let's see oh man i've got so much music i'm trying to think for something to recommend you actually for myself i'm trying to think that as well because you listen to I love hundreds a huge fan of them of course they were when they first came out they're hardcore and now they're more like chill synth pop Mm -hmm. Uh, but they're phenomenal um you enjoy pop punk right what's that you enjoy pop punk right yeah yeah Yeah. i do i'll also suggest you alone i walk they're from i guess my town winnipeg they're like an emo pop kind of like pop punk ish I'm just going to say the same thing. Boom. Followed. Done. Nice. Two dudes. Yeah, two dudes. Hell yeah. Oh, they did They did a Tom Petty cover. Yeah, they Hell did yeah. a couple covers recently. They're starting to do a little bit of covers, but yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely check them out. Hmm. Heck yeah. Yeah, dude. If there's anything you want to tell the people, shout yourself out yeah i mean just follow us on any social platform spotify apple throw the fight everything's throw the fight mn from minnesota um we're on twitter instagram uh, i'm Cade katz k-a-d-e-k-a-t-z on all the platforms you can follow my solo my solo stuff on spotify or amazon wherever you listen to music it's out there youtube um i'm on Facebook, Instagram, everything's Cade Cats. Mm-hmm. And so I lock that down. <laughs> uh, look for new music from Throw the Fight very, very soon. Like I said, we go in the studio next Saturday. So we'll probably have something in the pipeline in the next eight to 10 weeks. And then, you know, hopefully some, some show announcements. We just had some offers come through this week. So that was exciting. Uh, so hopefully we can just you know do some shows here and there and not be locked away in our homes like 2020 uh yeah and my solo stuff i've got new singles coming out probably every month for the for the rest of the year it's more a chill moody vibe uh so check that out and yeah just follow us you know hit us up on youtube comment you know if you've heard this please dm me and you know give me a shout out it'll be awesome I'll respond. I promise. It might take me a couple of days, but <laughs> dad life. I feel that. But yeah, thank you so <laughs> much, Kate, for coming on. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah.